0: listeners, This is Ed Franklin with the Ed Limits podcast. Um, remember, you can always contact me at limits at gmail.com. If you'd like to be a guest or know somebody who would like to be a guest on my podcast, they're always welcome. You can chat about it before and see if they're a good fit. And I have a good fit today. This is Jennifer Hooper, who I met through Corey Nichols, who I did a, um, a podcast with a couple of weeks ago. So welcome, Jennifer. I'm glad you're, you uh, accepted the invitation.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here. And I heard
0: that you have your own podcast. Is that what I heard?
1: I do. My podcast is called The Soul Urge Podcast.
0: And what's that? What's kind of the basis of that?
1: Yeah, the focus of that particular podcast is on empowering women entrepreneurs to really step into their their confidence, their magic. I kind of alternate between the woo and the do. Okay. So I uh, will have guests like Corey on mine who, and she, you know, as we know, talks about marketing and she's such an asset and a helper in terms of, you know, what, what can we do as business owners? And then on the flip side, I have had people like Akashic records readers or numerologists or, you know, more of the, like, I call it magic, (laughs) magical side of growing a business and mindset.
0: Unless you've listened to my podcast, you may not know. I have seven daughters and a son. Wow. And 17 grandchildren. So I um, am very in tune with women's um, success, with their struggles, with all those things. And um, I I don't necessarily like identifying people as a woman CEO versus just a CEO. Sure. but, But I completely understand the landscape of business and that Um, there's definitely pay gaps and things like that with women and that, that irritates me, especially, we just had a lawsuit settled in San Diego with a gal named Sandra Moss, who was a TV personality, a newscaster. She just won a big lawsuit because she was getting like half the pay. These guys were getting with, with actually more education. She was a great newscaster. Um, so I don't want to get off track, but that was a, it was, I think it was a good step for women here in San Diego. Yeah. Um, now, when it comes to sports and things, I think the equality goes back to sponsorship and things like that. And so I, I'm not <clears throat> totally agreeing that they should get the same pay in sports because it's based on sponsorships and things like that. And I think a lot of women athletes understand that. But anyway, we're here to talk about your business. So what is your business? Because I think, are you a business coach?
1: No, I am an empowerment coach. That's okay. And I love working with women entrepreneurs. I struggled for a while to as to what to call myself. I was calling myself a life coach for women entrepreneurs, but right. that didn't necessarily call to them when they're trying to grow a business, but I'm not a business coach either. So um, I'm not going to get in there and talk about your finances and you know your strategies right. and growth and sales and that kind of thing. So- it took me a minute to figure out what to call myself and empowerment coach feels very aligned and congruent with what I do.
0: So my podcast has really four pieces to it. It's getting over limitations, telling your story in life, especially in sales. You need to have a story, right? Everybody's got a story that you can engage that customer with. It's no different in a relationship, right? You have you meet somebody, you tell them your story. Um Getting over excuses. I'm a great excuse maker. Like, I can come up with any reason not to do something I should be doing. And self-esteem. We're at the lowest point of self-esteem America's ever been in, I think, in the history of America. With the political situation over the last 15 years and COVID, this and that. So I I, kind of speak to people. And I just did my first live podcast earlier this week, and it was terrible. Because it was technically terrible. Um, I was just confused because I'd never done a live podcast, but I'll know what to do next week. But I really speak to people about you cannot operate at a high level if you don't have yourself squared away, right? Mm -hmm. If you enroll in a class in college and you're in a really bad relationship, it's going to be very difficult for you to get as much information out of that class because your mind's on something else. So that's kind of what you're doing. You're kind of getting squared away personally in their mind, whatever. And then they can, they can, so not just women, but women probably nurture people more than guys do, but someone's always counting on us, right? We have all these kids. Um, I have, you know, if I was, if I was working right now, I'd have a boss, I'd have employees, I have grandkids that I'm raising and I need to be at a high level of personal, you know, um, What's the word I'm for? So I can take care of those people. All those people are counting on me. And that's kind of sounds like what you're doing.
1: Yeah. I would say to, to your point of, you know, the focus of this podcast, I would say what I do speaks to number one and number four. So helping people get over their limitations yeah. and also improving their self-esteem.
0: So self-esteem is a big say- one.
1: Yeah. It, it's huge. When I say empowerment coach, like that can mean different things to different sure. people. So let me break that down a little bit Please. and so. steps of what I do and how I help people. So the first step is that I help people explore. I, I typically work with women. I'm saying people, I guess, because I'm assuming your your listeners are a little bit of both. Right. Uh, I've worked with men, but I tend to market to women. So I'm going to just say people. Um, I really help them explore and honor the wounding that they've had in life. Huh? So what do I mean by wounding? Wo- a wound is can is trauma. It's a, It's an experience from a negative experience from a past period of time or a particular event. And there's a whole range of trauma, some is more traumatic than others, but it doesn't matter. We all have wounds right. from living a life. It's it's not easy from day to day. Huh? So we we explore what that wounding is. We give thanks and gratitude for it because it helped us become the person we are today. It gave us strengths. It gave us skills. It gave us resilience, whatever... Whatever it is, it means different things to different
0: people. 100%. We're yes. kind of in the same wheelhouse in that. And I okay. talked a little bit about this week. People tend to want to bleed out to me, right? Which I enjoy. I, I I think it's a trust thing. I think people trust me. They'll tell me things. And I never try to fix anybody, right? Simon Sinek said the other day that he, he, just, he just needs someone to sit in the mud with him, right? So right. Huh, sometimes yeah. people just need to talk and to... And they don't need my advice necessarily. They just need me to sit in the mud with them. And I think that's why people do that because they know I'll do that, right? Yeah. I don't care what time of day it is. I don't care what it is. I'm I'm doing something next week on addiction. And not from an addict's point of view, but from people that have had to deal with an addict or ten, which I have had to, and it's really just about getting in that mud with them. And it sounds like that's kind of what you're getting. Yeah.
1: At. It's like getting so a witness I, to their yeah, experiences.
0: I, yeah. And, and I yeah. talked about that, how just because you're 40 doesn't mean they stop, right? <laughs> Those things are going to either happen to you, around you, they're going to affect you in some way. You got to get back involved, right? And you got to-
1: 100%. Yeah.
0: And keep working at that high level and learning, nourishing-
1: 50 50 yep. percent of the time, it's going to be amazing and, and awesome. And 50% of the time, you're going to embrace the suck. Yep. It's not going to be <laughs> great. <laughs> that's,
0: that's an old marine term. I love that word. I love that term. <laughs>
1: Uh, my husband is an ex marine and army there guy. There you go.
0: Brace the suck.
1: <laughs> yeah. So oh. after we sort of explore and 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 honor what those experiences have been, then the second step is to release and heal that wounding. And so I have a whole process. I have lots of training and certification and and how to do that. I rely on a, a process called timeline therapy. It's very easy it doesn't require a lot of time it's very fast and effective and then that leads to step three like once that wounding is released and healed then people are empowered to step into their confidence to step into their authenticity we've recovered parts of themselves that they've shut down we've recovered and given back um, needs that weren't met in those periods of wounding, and so then they can go forward and, you know, do the opposite of embrace the suck. They can go out and and be amazing and sure. and do what they want to do, what lights them
0: up. But when until that, you have dealt with men versus women. Yep. Yeah. Um, approach it the same way, or is it the thing It's change- exactly
1: the same. Yeah, okay. yeah it's exactly the same.
0: And men are responding well to that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, one gentleman I worked with, uh, he, his wife referred him to me. She and I are good friends, and I, I knew him and I'd met him. He had so much anger and so much rage about COVID.
0: <clears throat> okay.
1: Yeah. This was, uh, probably 18 months ago.
0: Sure.
1: Like, he was angry at the politicians, he was angry at, uh, friends, he was angry at the news. He, like, he just walked around the world angry. Well, that's, that's his presenting problem, right? So we have presenting problems. Those are the problems that were are that are right in front of us. They're right in front of our face. We're not getting around or not getting along with people. We don't have enough money. We, you know, our health stinks. Those are our presenting problems. Underneath the greater, the presenting problem is a greater problem. A greater problem is some form of, repressed negative emotion that is is then cross-contextualized to different areas of life. So he had this anger that was presenting, the presenting problem was COVID, but the greater problem was anger. And that Uh was not just an area of life of COVID, like his his wife referred him to me because he was not a lot of fun to be around. (laughs) But then the root cause problem Those are really vulnerable thoughts and beliefs that we have about ourselves that we picked up, that we decided was our truth unconsciously. We don't do it consciously. And the root cause for him were experiences that he had, some of them, as a child, as the youngest brother of three older brothers who like shoved him in a box and didn't let him come out and play. And so he made it mean about himself that he was unworthy. He wasn't good enough. He didn't deserve to be with his brothers. And that wounding is what he was carrying around. It presented at COVID, but we got it all out and then Uh, his wife texted me and she's like, I don't know what kind of voodoo or magic you did, but he's in like a completely different space now. The voodoo
0: that you do. I had uh, hired a coach last year, maybe the year before and very similar things. So we, she kind of dug into some stuff that I had to, you know, get out and think about, right. That I never really thought about. It wasn't necessarily anger, but it was definitely stuff that was limiting me, right. In that ways. And um I'm very active on social media for this and for I, I post something positive every day online just because I think it's I need it. And I think other people need it because I'll always get to, oh, my God, I needed that today. Thanks for doing that. And I watched that anger for COVID and Trump and Biden and whoever. I'm not a we don't do yeah, politics here, but whoever. you just saw. I mean, <clears throat> people that surprised me that I didn't know had that attitude about whatever just the anger and the public anger. Like, I would, if I was mad about that, I would never do it publicly. That's just my business, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have to like anybody, but I can keep it to myself. I don't need to go out and, you know, put a sign up at the side of the road. So that's interesting. So um, I always ask that because I, since I have all these daughters, and I have a great joke that I will not tell about understanding women versus men, men are, you know, much more simple creatures. We know that. They don't have tons of thoughts in their mind a lot of times it's usually chrome it's usually shiny has curves or you know <laughs> it has a ball involved <laughs> um i hate to break it down so i think men are more complicated than that but that's that's true right so i know having all these daughters that i'd come home sometimes and they'd be crying to my wife and i'm like what and then the, never mind you take care of it i'm gonna go and it was for whatever reason you know it could have been a 100 different reasons Well, that's interesting. So, um, like I said, I've had a lot of, I've had women on my podcast talked about this, you know, the economic um, disparity in with women versus men in business. And it's real. You know, people can tell me all day it's not real. It is completely real. And I have daughters that are professionals that run up against this on a regular basis. So I'm sure you have that too.
1: I haven't had a lot of experience with that myself personally i'm hmm. i'm not i'm mean, sure why i've been blessed i have um and then of course i have my own business now so it doesn't right. really impact me in the way that it will and does impact other women
0: right do you deal with a lot of people that have their own business or professional women and work for big large companies too
1: i really tend to attract the entrepreneurial okay. woman. Someone who's a solopreneur has a couple of people working for her, um, but she's the, she's the leader. She's got the vision. She knows where she's going. I attract a lot of them, but they, that persona is also not the only, you know, profile that I work with, I work with, you know, anybody who wants to work through their stuff.
0: <laughs> Have you had your own, do you, are you a uh, degreed in psychology or anything?
1: No. no, I have uh, three college sort uh, cert- diplomas and certifications. None of them are related to this. Um, I am, however, certified in neurolinguistic programming, timeline therapy, hypnotherapy, Reiki. I'm trained in ICF, which is the International Coaching Federation. I haven't sat for a board um, exam yet, but uh,
0: I've. So I have a daughter that dabbles in this these things too. She lost a child very far into her pregnancy, and um, it affected her a lot. She now exactly. has two healthy children, but she helps women, you know, uh, not get over because I don't think you get over it, but she helps women deal with these losses, especially late-term losses. And she does that Reiki. I don't really know what that is. I'd have to read up on it. I have another friend that teaches that neurological NLP, right? NLP, yep. Yeah, that teaches that. That's very interesting. I've been to some of her seminars and it's quite interesting what goes on with that. Do you have a large, um, how many people do you deal with on a regular basis at a time? I mean, not, you know, like how many people are you having oh, at once?
1: Having, well, um, well, not at uh,
0: once, but, you know, clients wise.
1: <laughs> oh, that's such an interesting question. Um, I would say over the course of a year, I probably uh, one-on-one support 30-ish. Oh, wow. That's a and lot. I also have a, um, a community membership program called the Soul Urge Community. And there's uh-huh. a group of women in there. And I, I host events and I do coaching and we're doing a book club next month, things like that.
0: Do you do this virtually or is it live? 100% virtual. Oh, interesting. So you don't mm-hmm. go out. So you can get people from all over wherever.
1: Yeah. In fact, I'm from Maine. I live in Arizona. Most of my client base is still in New England.
0: Oh, very interesting.
1: So I, it, the, it's great. It's great. The only challenge I have is that Arizona doesn't observe daylight savings time. So right. half the year, we're three hours apart. My clients and I in half the year we're two hours apart and the transitions are really hard. Like yeah. who is it gonna be then? I,
0: I wish don't. we'd stopped at that with the time thing. You know, they passed a law in California to stop it, but they haven't done it yet. I mean like years ago they did it.
1: There's always talk. They nobody's done it yet.
0: No, <laughs> oh, I know. So what else can you tell me about your business? It's it's I'll tell you, I'll give you one. Have you ever had anybody that's uncoachable? Oh, obviously you're not going to mention names, but you always have. Yeah. So yeah. Your customers aren't always perfect.
1: Yeah. The the clients that I struggle with the most are the ones who insist on being victims, pointing Mm -hmm. the finger outside of themselves, blaming and shaming the entire world, but not willing to take responsibility for themselves. I struggle personally with those clients. I haven't fired one yet. Uh, but they take a lot of effort. They take a lot of energy. They take a lot of time, and and they're they're missing out. They are disempowering themselves, and I think that's what drives me crazy the most.
0: Yeah, the it's first like, sentence. I once I got my stuff squared away on my live podcast, the first sentence was, "Let's just all agree right now, and if you don't agree with it, make sure you agree with it. That you're in, you're where you're at right now." Because of actions you've taken,
1: the things you've
0: done. Now, yeah. that could have been something that happened to you that you had to deal with. That could have been something that happened around you, because we know it's not always, hey, this guy did this to me. It's like this happened in my family and I have to react because I'm the leader or I'm I'm, I'm the one that's capable to react or whatever the case is. And I. I hate that sentence because I have to. You know, I have to own that, too. That I'm where I'm at because of some things I've done, right? Yeah. I tend to have, I tend to be a little too honest with people sometimes in that I could have rephrased the way I said it or what I said, and it would have been fine. But sometimes I'm a little direct. And um, people don't always react very well to that. But it is what it is.
1: And I want to add to that thought, is that there are circumstances, there are times when terrible things happened to us uh-huh. at the hands of other people and right. those things that happened to us weren't our fault where we can take responsibility is after we've done some work from whatever the, the event could be um, uh-huh. trauma abuse neglect rape or violence you fill in the blank Is like what do we do from here like okay that happened you have a choice. You can continue to be the victim and victimized and um, have no, be disempowered, or you can choose to say that happened to me, but I'm going to make myself. I'm going to make the world. I'm going to, uh, you know, create good from it somehow. Yeah. Myself. So I won't
0: tell you what happened, but we had a very like TV movie tragedy in our life about three years ago changed the course of everybody's life right uh, from grandkids to kids to me and my wife we had to you know we had to re-evaluate what we were doing and change our whole direction in life at not at mm-hmm. 25 years old right and it has worked out because we've just said you know we're just going to do it this is what we got to do uh, we need to protect these people we need to make sure they're taken care of Blah 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 blah, blah whatever without getting into the story so yeah, and, and that's what I've talked about on my podcast before. Is these are things that happen around you. You didn't do it. You weren't involved. You didn't, you know, it just happened, and now you have to either take control of the situation in your own, you know, in your own wheelhouse and say, this is what we got to take care of. Now, I bitch about it sometimes, right? I get angry that it happened and that I had to deal with it because I had a whole different plan in my head, but, but by the same token, then I go down and just shake it off you know if i got a cry in the corner for two minutes i'll do that and then get up and get back to business so do you find that yeah. uh, since you have so many women clients uh do you find that a lot of these a lot of their and i want to say problems you know, just a lot of their life is from abuse in a marriage or a does uh-huh. that pop up
1: Oh, yeah, it definitely pops up. I've helped clients, I think, in all the ways I just mentioned neglect from childhood, a, a alcoholic and drug addicted parents, uh-huh. um, money trauma, you know, having to to declare bankruptcy or, you know, right. lose everything, going through divorce. That's trauma. Sure.
0: Um, I understand yeah. that one too well.
1: Yeah, <laughs> same. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So we had, I've had, I was married twice before I met my wife. Now we've been married 20 years now, but, um, and I taught, I actually did a podcast about divorce, how it affected my kids, how I think it affected them and you know, how they dealt with it. And I, and I think for the most part, they all came out of it pretty good. Thank God for my wife now, because we have this great relationship and the kids got to see more of that than than the great. failed ones. Right. And, uh, however I did, you know, I did in my podcast, I wasn't, it wasn't about uh, throwing stones at my ex-wives. It was about how we both were not ready to get married, probably. And we both had issues that we probably should have got worked out, that it's funny because I'm a Catholic and they'll send you to these pre-Cana classes, right? Uh, pre-marital classes. And what they sent, my wife and I both got an annulment so we could get married in the Catholic Church. And we went to one of these pre-marriage classes. Well, we had already been married. And I said, you know, First of all, I could teach this class better than any of you could teach it. Secondly, two hours of a class and not going to help 20-year marriage. You guys, you
1: should
0: be having a six-month class about marriage and you'd probably lose a lot of marriage people, but you wouldn't have a lot of divorces either if people really knew what they were getting into. So that was kind of what my divorce podcast. So I don't know how old you are. Um, I know that how old I am. I'll be 61 this year and we were raised in a different time, right? This is a whole different generation. Uh, And I think abuse was uh, more prevalent back then. Not that it doesn't happen now, but it was kind of a different type of thing. I don't know if you heard my whole thing there, but.
1: No, not the whole thing. (laughs)
0: What I was saying is, I don't know how old you are, but I'll be 61 this year. We were raised in a different environment. Yes. Socially, right, than now. Not that there wasn't abuse, not, not that abuse doesn't happen now, but back then there was definitely wow, talk about women. I mean, I know I have two sisters on my mom. The difference in the respect they got socially versus what I hope has changed now. Um so I think you had a lot more women that were abused back then. If that makes oh I see. If that makes any sense. Yeah, to it me, was right?
1: it was usually hidden and not talked about
0: or supported. Right. Well, we Mm -hmm. had these men. I mean, I grew up in this environment where my mom would let me do anything, right? But not my sisters. Mm -hmm. So my dad was allowed to do anything. No one questioned him. She didn't question me. And I don't, it's not my mom's fault. That's the way she was raised too. You don't question men. I mean, what I did versus what my sisters were allowed to do. And I wasn't really a kid. I was a good kid. I didn't take advantage of it. But looking back, I'm like, good Lord, mom. Why did you let me even do that? I mean... She just would not question me, right? Interesting. And it's funny when I, my kids, as they were getting older, I, when I turned 18, I, to me, it was, I could do anything I wanted to, right? And no one questioned you. I questioned my kids more than Mm -hmm, after mm -hmm, they're 18, mm -hmm. right? Even though they're not, they're legally, they can do it. I would be like, hey, why Mm -hmm. are you doing that? This is what it's going to lead to. And uh, of course, they didn't listen all the time, but very different environment than when we grew up versus today.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I believe. What is the true.
0: age group of the your clients? Do you think?
1: I would say, um, between 40 and 70. Yeah. See, actually.
0: so you're in that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those I'm are those 55. women from our, no, I'm 54. Oh, I just made myself a year older. I'm only 54. I
0: think. So those are, <laughs> those are those women that, that society I was talking about. Yeah. So you're going to have in in 30 years you're going to have a whole different set of problems, right? When women or men are going yeah. to get therapy or coaching, they're going to have a there's going to be a whole different oh, dynamic to the problems that you cuz we humans are so good at causing problems, right? We just Oh yeah. we're just so good at it. I mean, if we get solved one, we just start two more, right? It kind of seems like we're always in this cyclical thing where we just want to cause problems. Right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we do get in our own way all too often.
0: What is the most common uh, thing you're asked to, not fix, but you know what I mean? What's the most common situation you see?
1: Oh, you know, the presenting problems are all over the place. Yeah. Um, Money, relationships, business, health. But the, but I've noticed that the fundamental root cause problems are almost always universal, unworthy, undeserving, yes. yeah. um, you know, not good enough, uh, unresolved anger, betrayal, hurt, sadness.
0: So I've um, done a podcast on rage, worthiness. Trad, I've done trad- a podcast on expectations. So a lot of times we, my wife and I, since we were already married, we dated for four years and we didn't live together. We co we kind of cohabitated at the house, but we didn't live together because they, they all kids went to the same school and we had a lot of discussions about expectations. And since I already had kids and I was a single parent, she was a single parent. We had to, it was different from when you have kids as a married couple, because I had to take care of my kids. They were my priority, not her. Right. We just had to (laughs) flip things. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we had, we kind of knew what, was expected of each other by the time we got married versus a lot of people that go, Oh, it's great. Now I've heard my daughter say this, he'll change. And I'm like, no, he will not change. Oh, in nope. Fact,
1: nope. Nope. Red flag. <laughs> in fact,
0: what he's doing now is going to multiply by 10. And I've watched my daughters get into relationship and say, man, you, this is I'm just telling you, no. I've been Isn't around. Hard and to be like, a no, parent
1: sometimes you can see you the train happening and they don't even know they're on the train. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like you don't understand dad I love him and I'm like oh I understand tons I learned just a couple things in my 61 years so
1: yeah and and I've always you know had this theory of, of giving my kids enough rope to experiment to make mistakes fail but not enough to hang themselves <laughs> so well a couple you know,
0: of them went off and jumped off that hanging. Uh, they used to call those stocks they they, they jumped off on their own but <laughs> Everybody's back. I think my biggest success with kids now is they'll all talk to me. like no one's mad at me. We can have discussions about life. we can. That's amazing. So that's cool because I know a lot of parents just don't talk Congratulations. to kids, that's kids not don't easy. communicate. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Well, I love your I love every concept you have. I think it's a cool um, uh, I think we you know, I always kid about I said I think we should all get a psychologist when we're born. We should, like, get a psychologist, right? Because at some point, (laughs) yes, you're attached to this guy or this woman, and this is who you're going to be talking to for the next 50 years, hopefully. Um, We all need someone to talk to. We all need someone to sit in the mud with, right? And because, listen, uh, life is screwed up sometimes. (laughs) You're just going to. You got it
1: short. It's also short. So, you know, let's pick up the pieces from the screw ups and, and enjoy the the next chapters. That's my philosophy. I'm always looking forward, you know, wanting more adventure and more joy and more positive experiences in my life. So as I'm teaching people to do the work, I'm in the work too. Like I'm recovering my own wounds and doing healing and, you know, and, and look, we do this in layers so we can peel it out. It's like an onion. You peel away the outer layer of an onion. There's another layer in there and you can keep going deeper and deeper. The work is never done. And the more work you do, the more joyful your life is going to be.
0: You and I are so aligned on things. It's what you just said about, I always tell my listeners. I'm not telling you this because I'm a professional and I know it. I'm telling you this because I'm going through it too. Yeah. I'm all in the same boat with you. I'm trying to figure out like still. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out this. How I'm going to deal with this. How this. And then this pops up, and I'm like, well, that's new. I didn't, you know. You always think you think you got control, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I never thought of that. Yeah. Because something's always going to pop up that'll twist you. Yeah. Twist your brain a little bit. And I I always want I'm not the I don't have seven Lamborghinis in my you know, driveway, and I'm not worth $50 billion. I'm not here to tell you how to make money. I'm here to help you get empowered and be the best version of yourself, right? I don't Mm -hmm. know what that is. You're going to have to figure that out on your own. But I can tell you this, if you're doing one or two positive things a day, mostly when you wake up, you're going to be more capable to help those people that need help. Because if you're like me, you're just in a nurturing situation where I'm that person people look to. I have kids, I have grandkids. So I've got to be, you know, I went to the gym before we did this because I know I have to do something for me, right? And get me able to handle whatever comes up because, and I think it's important that we put nutrition in our brain to read, watch TV, whatever good TV, you don't need to watch The Bachelor, but um, (laughs) I think think something educational would be better.
1: It's okay to have a guilty pleasure from time to
0: time. Yeah, you can... (laughs) I, I actually drink alcohol. My wife doesn't, so she'll so say, "Well, you're having a drink. I'm having a Snickers bar." So that's our. There goal.
1: you go. Yeah. yeah. You
0: yeah. have your vice. I have mine. So.
1: But Jennifer, anyway, I mean, we'll like new things are always yeah. coming up and presenting themselves in always. You know? like, and you're, like, you're right. Like, well, that's new. And here's the thing that I love about my work is that, you know, we we actually have two minds. We have a conscious mind and we have an unconscious mind. Right when everything that's resolved in our life consciously presents in our life happily like there's nothing to work on there so like we might have the best relationship in the world we might our health might be amazing there's nothing to clean up there what needs what but we have this unconscious mind and that that's like our shadow side often where we we have these negative thoughts, we have these negative emotions, but whatever, but we don't know what they are because they're unconscious, right? They're not aware. We're not conscious of them, Right. but the world will mirror back to us the unconscious parts. So what do I mean by that? I mean, like if we're struggling in a relationship, it's mirroring back to ourselves that we have something inside unconsciously to clean up. And right. so my work is faster than therapy because we get to the unconscious and clean things up at the unconscious level, rather than having to relive, let's say old trauma or current trauma and, and dissect it and get in there and do all the details. We don't have to do that to make such a powerful impact. And I just, I, I don't know if you can tell, but that I get excited about that. That like. No, I get back. it.
0: Yeah. And I do too. When I'm talking to people, I can I, I get that excitement. It's funny when you look back so economically, no one's where they want to be right now unless you've got a gazillion dollars. And everyone said, and then I feel sometimes like I should have known this was coming. Well, if I would have known it was coming, I'd have a gazillion dollars, right? No one knew it was coming. The president, no one knew. I mean, they may have designed it if you're a conspiracy theorist, but no one knew. No one knew about COVID. No one knew about anything. And it's funny when I, when Kobe Bryant lost his life in that accident, helicopter accident. There was a little article down in the bottom of the paper that said something about COVID, and it was in China. And I'm like, Who cares? It's in China. Yeah. And I'll just keep making my Nikes or whatever. That's rude to say, but, um. But then obviously it became a deal. I remember Friday the thirteenth. We got the thing on the mail email that said the kids are going to be out for a couple of days because of this COVID thing. And I'm like, Oh, well, we can manage a couple of days. No big deal. Of course that turned into a year and a half, but yeah, we don't know what's coming. That's my point to that. You just have no idea. And mm-hmm. I had this cute girl tell me one time they had a baby. I know the mom and everybody the mother of the daughter. And she goes, I'm going to be one of those parents parents far beyond 18 years old. And I said, there's, did I miss a box where I could check that? You think it stops, you think <laughs> it right. stops at 18? Really, because if that's the case, I want a refund. I want to check that box next time. I have a 37 37 this year old daughter. And then boom, 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 when they go down from there. And I'm like, man, I'm still, you know, she'll still call me. And I love that she does, that we can have conversations about her child yeah. and life and all those things. So,
1: and I'm so grateful there were times in my young adulthood or, you know, actually older adulthood, when I got divorced, you know, I'm so grateful that I had parents that could could lend me an emotional ear, uh, a place to stay, uh, just comfort. Yeah, it never ends. It never ends.
0: No, I talked, I used to talk to, I had a great relationship with my mom. She passed away too young, but um, after my dad passed away, we were together a lot and uh, I worked nights and I'd come home in the morning and we'd have these amazing conversations. Where I got to know her as a person and a mom, you know, mm-hmm. and all those things. Got to learn about the like way she grew up and things. And it was just never a regret with my mom because we had this wonderful relationship. And I wasn't a mama's boy by any means. It was just that we had this, we could talk like peers at some level. And it was amazing. Nice. So anyway, well, Jennifer, I love your business. And I can't wait to get this podcast out. But like I said, hang on, let me do this outro. And then we'll just chat for a few minutes if you don't mind. So this is another amazing guest, you guys. Look how good I am at getting people. Um, You can always contact me at edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. If you'd like to be a guest or have a great idea for someone who could be a guest, I'd love to have them. Please uh, listen to me. You guys know where to listen to me. But if you go to my YouTube channel, please subscribe. Again, edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. I'll have another live podcast next week. And this one will, well, you'll to run when it runs. So have a great day. Talk to everybody soon.